and thank you for tuning in to the Attack Release Show. My name is Matt, and I am joined by my good friend from Nashville, Sam Moses. Yay! <laughs> we just spent the last hour and 15 minutes talking and changing the subject of this podcast. Woo! So we got about 45 minutes to boogie on this episode. This episode, the working title of it is the most powerful word in business. business. And it's probably the most, and all like thinking back on like everything in my life, when I started doing this, uh, a lot changed and a lot changed for the good. Mm-hmm. So you want to, what are we doing in 2021? We never did a thing because we always did housekeeping. What are we doing? I don't know, but we don't have time this week to figure it out. Let's do quick housekeeping. Tell them what they've won. Whoa, friends. <laughs> Good Lord. Sometimes <laughs> that feels so cringy. You're like in a clown hey. suit, like okay. large shoes. I'm going to lock it in real quick. Friends. Rubber chickens. If you're listening, do us a solid like, share, subscribe, leave us a comment on uh, Apple or on Spotify subscribe or the most important thing is just share it with a friend put it on Instagram and mention the episode or any past episode that actually does the most good if you want to do the most good take 30 seconds and just repost one of Matt and I's stories or posts about our podcast if you like us and yes, please. if you don't you know, I get it. Different strokes for different folks. Peace and love to you. Okay, housekeeping is done. Most important word. Most powerful. Are we gonna word. have the like the music? That was kind of like a more serious. Oh, we'll have the music. The music will make it more happy. See, even right all right, now, happy. Whoa, you hear that? Huh? My chair. That's no. That is the rubber band that's like suspending this microphone. <laughs> Kind of a cool sound. Can't hear. Anyway, <laughs> you know, back onto the episode. The reason that we're all here, You're like, all right, Matt, focus, focus, focus. We have forty-five minutes, forty-four minutes. So this word is the word no. Um, and it doesn't sound sexy. And I'm gonna have to think of a clickbaity way to market this episode because I don't know if this title will do it. Um, but I'll tell you what. The moment you start saying no in your life and your business to things that are just like sucking a ton of energy and life from you and I mean even like potentially your family and like other commitments that you wish you could do but you kind of feel locked into other things. This word kind of like changes the game. 100%. Sam, Matt. When did you start saying no to people? <laughs> <laughs> My four-year-old has been at it for quite some time, actually. The uh, the real answer of when I started to say no was probably just five or six years ago is when I started to say no. And it really came from a full-blown exhaustion of spending most of my life committing to all things with this mindset that... I had to do everything and serve everyone first because that's just what you do to be a nice person. And in business, when I started within music, uh, it's really easy to want to say yes to everything because you kind of come into the music industry with this uh, scarcity mindset that if you are not willing to 
do everything uh, that anyone asks of you. If you're not ready to bend over backwards for everyone, if you're not willing to be on call, if you're not willing to do that hustle mentality, then you will not be successful in the thing you're trying to do in the music industry. And I applied this method, this idea of, I'll say yes to everything because I'm just trying to make money. I'm just trying to get my name out. And what really happened was that I became exhausted and I had no boundaries in my life. And I basically became a person who was committing to things that I didn't really want to do out of scarcity instead of trusting that if I draw clear boundaries and use the word no, no, I'm not going to do this, no, thank you, I don't want to do this, that that actually brings on the uh, the opportunities. It creates opportunities for me to then say yes to the things I really want to do. And this is a really hard concept to grasp because most of us really want to please people. We want people to like us. We want to have friends and family that like us. And we grow up, most of us grow up being told that, you know, basically you're, you know, saying no to people is rude or turning down an invite is rude or, uh, you know, anything along those lines. And so, it's really easy that we grow up and then into our adulthood with the mentality that, oh, I just want to be liked, so I need to say yes to everything. I need to say yes to every invite to every show, because what if then that band thinks I'm being rude, and then they don't hire me again, and then I don't have work, and then they tell another band that I suck, and then all of a sudden I don't have a job, and I've lost my house, and now I'm homeless. Like The spiral is very easy to go down um, if you, you know, kind of feel like you live in this scarce mindset where um, there's limited work, there's limited things to do, and there's not enough to go around, which simply is not true. Um, because we have the gift of creation, as I've said before, and so every day thousands of songs get made out of the abyss of the universe, and there's always work to be done, but that's a different episode. So for me, I started saying no about five or six years ago, strictly because I had to. I was so tired. I was like full of stress and anxiety about the future, about what, um, you know, would I have work next week? Um, I really just found myself in a place of exhaustion, um, you know, basically on the floor, darn near just so burnt out. And going, man, if this is what I've got to do, if I you know, feel like I have to do these records and then I have to go to every show every night and then while I'm at the show, they want to do shots and I got to do shots and so now I'm drunk and if I got to do that, then I got to be out till 3 a.m. and then this is just, I guess, the music industry or you show up to a session, you know, country session and at 10 a.m. downbeat, which is when the session starts, they want to do shots of Jack Daniels to get it going. I got to say yes because I don't want people to feel weird so they perform well and then I'm drunk at 11 and then it's a weird situation you know with everybody and we don't get a lot done so there's all these situations that can occur and those are specific to things you know that happen in Nashville and they're also things I take a hundred percent responsibility and not that even anything bad happened like a lot of those sessions were great a lot of those shows were fun but there came a time where I had to learn to say no because I was exhausted, I was neglecting my my friendships, I was neglecting time with my wife, and really at the end of the day, I was neglecting myself, which I have learned now that I say no a lot, 
Um, I am a much happier, healthier human when I take care of myself first, when I say yes to me first, which is kind of a cheesy phrase, say yes to yourself. Um, But now that I have boundaries with clients, like I only work basically kind of 10 to 5 and I don't work weekends, people have really started to respect me more. And it's not about being respected, but it is about um, making sure that people know where you begin and where you end with regards to you know, what service you're providing them in the music industry. It's really important for me to define to my clients, here's what I do and here's what I don't do. Here's when I work and Mm. when I don't work. Here's when you can get a hold of me and you now know during these hours, you have 100% of my attention, you have 100% of my effort, but outside of that time, I'm with my wife and dog, you know, doing what I want to do. And that is something that's really hard for people to digest. It's sometimes hard because we go into this mindset of, if a client says, hey, I need this done tonight, can you pull it off? I have to look at my calendar and go, "Mm, probably not. Like Now, there are times where I can go, yes, because this project here that's scheduled from three to five, I can actually move that to Thursday You know, because they don't have a hard deadline for five days. So yeah, no problem, we'll switch it around. But I do not, you know, make exceptions to breaking my boundaries. The only time I will, let me just push back on myself, make an exception is if I go, okay, label or something actually has an urgent deadline because of pressing or distribution or there's a music video or blah, blah, blah. And if this gets off, then there's 20 other people impacted. I will then work, say, Saturday, and then I will take Monday off. I will always take my days off and always take my rest because I am best when I rest. Woo, say it with me. I am my best when I rest. Jeez, all the cheesy shit today. Gosh, I'm on a freaking roll. I told you this topic was cheesy, but it's life-changing. You need like a little infomercial (laughs) stage. Let me get my TED Talk going. Um, There you go. But yeah, for me... You know, saying no is super important. It's empowering to me. It's empowering to your clients because it allows them to know when you say yes to something, they can finally trust you. Like saying no to things also for me uh, has clarified my business so much. It has given clarity to people know not to come to me with jazz records. Go to Matt for that. People I love know, jazz records. Yeah, what I do. I straight up drive around Charleston in a Jeep Wrangler listening yes. to jazz. <laughs> Matt's living his best life when he's doing that. But the- I'm like a dog with his head out the window. He's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like happy as hell <laughs> listening to jazz. Oh, yeah. But that for me, clarifying to clients over the years of this is what I do and what I don't do has made me a specialist in my lane. Like it's made me very clear to people. And that helps me market myself better. Like a lot of people coming in the music industry going, how do I market or who's my target audience or what do I do or who do I talk to? How do I get clients? And a lot of that surrounds um, the idea that you have not clarified who you are and what you want to do. And to be able to do that, you have to learn how to say no to a lot of things. I say no way more than I say yes, most likely at this stage, from people that want me to do things, want me to go to things. And if I said yes to them all, I would be exhausted. 
I wouldn't have time to even do my mastery and I wouldn't have time to take care of myself. And at the end of the day, what all my clients really want from me is for me to freaking knock it out of the park. And so if I, you know, you know, I'll say there's a there's a couple layers of maturity within no, which is uh, you eventually learn to say no without a explanation next to it. That's when you're really strong at no. So when you first start practicing this idea of no, you might say, no, hey, I can't come tonight because I got to go to blah, 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 blah. Hey, no, I can't do this because I really love to, but I would rather basically do this or that. Eventually, where I'm at now is, no, I can't do that, and that's all. And that's where you don't have to defend yourself anymore because you're not insecure because you're saying no from being your true self and just saying, no, I need to do these other things or I would rather do these other things that allow me to be me, allow me to take care of myself so that I can then serve you better. And that's what it's all about for me is saying no to a bunch of things allows me to serve my clients better, serve my wife better, be a better husband, be a better friend, and also just be happier uh, as a person. And so that is when I started to say no, Matt. That is my no monologue. When did you start to say no? Uh, right about five or six years ago, actually. <laughs> I just uh, sent you a picture of my notes. So, <laughs> If anyone knows me, I just like taking notes and kind of making stuff. So if Sam has any thoughts on what I'm saying, you can... You can kind of have a heads up. So anyway, you know, because we just you know started this whole topic 14 minutes ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I started saying no about six years ago, um, and I really don't want this to be like a uh, like a phone it in episode, and I don't think it's going to be. No, it's not. Um, and I think i've i'm I'm contemplating saying this because it's not a completely thought out thought because you know fourteen minutes ago um so a lot of what burnt me out so i like i like the church a lot i i like like the whole the whole deal I know a lot of people have like kind of been burnt wrong and and stuff like that and um it's like I get it like like people kind of suck, but it's like to me it's kind of like yeah you know like that's like kind of like what church is for, and sometimes it like directs people in like like weird ways and like people suck and direct people in wrong ways and people get hurt and jaded and stuff like that. And I get it. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I, I, like, I kind of got like a lot of my audio foundations doing stuff like front of house and, uh, like, what's it called? Like FOM mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, I saw somebody say it. I was like, I've never heard it like that before. I just always heard it as like called like running monitors. Um, I did that for however many years and I really enjoyed it. And it's kind of where I cut my chops and a lot of stuff. And pretty much it was just a bunch of people talking completely over my head, but it's really hard to dumb down like a lot of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I don't really blame them that they weren't really able to explain it super well, but I kind of did like the, I think it's called like autodidactical or self-taught far, uh, part of that. And uh, I'd hear something, I'd write down compressor, I'd write down ratio, I'd write down attack and release, I'd write down dynamic equalization, and I'd put it on my hand and I'd go home and I'd look it up and see all the different like things that were available, download a plug-in or see whatever. And... Uh, I absolutely had zero interest in, and I had absolutely zero interest in mastering at that point. Um, I said I'd never wanted to do studio work, 
So that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, well, essentially, long story short, you do the the whole thing for one or two, or in my case, I did like three churches over the course of like a few however many years. And you're doing like however many services, you're doing um, like, oh, we have this during, during the week. And then it's like, hey, can you do a funeral and stuff like that? Which one was kind of weird. I had a church ask me, uh, they needed a Navy person for... Um, a funeral, which I'd run sound for funerals before. It's kind of, it, it just is what it is. And uh, what I didn't know is that they wanted me to run video for it. <laughs> and it was an open casket funeral. And that 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 stick, stuck in my mind. I thought that was kind of bizarre. Um, but anyway, all that aside, you make fantastic friends. You have really fun relationships um, while you do that. And it got to a point to where like people started saying stuff to me not in the church like like my girlfriend now wife would say things of like you really have a hard time saying no to these people and it would like affect our relationship like not in a super bad way but it would just be like well come on man like what's more important kind of thing not saying that either but you know that's kind of like the undertone of the subject and uh it's it, it it had to eventually come to a head of me learning how to say no to something. And what made it easy is I really wasn't getting paid then. And then when I started getting paid, um, that kind of made it a little difficult because, you know, it was like some, um, my uh, like 95-year-old grandfather used to call it like walking around money, called it wham money. So, you know, it's like nice. Like you got like a couple extra hundred bucks on the weekend and stuff like that. It's like, and you should. It's like kind of like a part-time job doing all that stuff, all the rehearsals, all the services and everything. But it's kind of hard to say no in those types of situations and that no, I'm not available. And um, also when you're young, you don't really have like the, um, like you understand burnout and you understand that you can get sick from a lot of like, like kind of like pushing yourself too hard in certain uh, instances. Um, but I don't think you really understand like mental bandwidth and like the importance of like creating margin in your life. <clears throat> and so, um, when I did start burning out and stuff like that, I had to start saying no kind of out of like, I got to take care of myself in this regard. Um, and, uh, I noticed like churches were great and I, I still like churches. Like I'll probably go like do front of house again sometime. Um, but I, I, th- I thought all that was great. Um, and churches are great for volunteers and for like paid people, but um, they'll, if you're available, they'll work you. <laughs> and uh, oh, little trick. If you are doing that, something I do, and you can normally request off days, you need to uh, request off that whole daylight savings time in March where you lose the hour. That's a little uh, pro tip for you. Don't work that Sunday where you lose the hour. So uh, let's see. <laughs> but anyway, that's kind of where I learned how to say no because I was, ta- I was like kind of pushed to a point to where it's like you're always on, you're always going, you're like, you're always just kind of like in a zone and it's just like, man, I need a break because it was like every weekend for like close to like two or three years. And I was just like, are you kidding me? And uh, 
I was like, now it's like I'm engaged to my fiance at this point, my now wife. And I was like, I need to make like margin for her and her and I like, I like hanging out with her, getting married to her. And then it's like, uh, we'd had a like kind of personal, we had a kid pretty um, short after we were married. And so it's like, I like, you, I don't know if you haven't had, if you're a guy and you haven't had, um, a spouse who is pregnant, then you'll kind of know about like the care that is needed to make sure that they're taken care of. And then you have the kid and you're like, well, I got to hang out with this guy because I don't want him to turn <laughs> out like me. <laughs> so it's like you understand the importance of margin and like creating that mental bandwidth so you can be like, like present in relationships or even just like present to yourself. And then it kind of like evolves into this thing of like you're learning actually what maturity is because you have like people tell you all through your teenage years and your 20s like, oh, you're so immature, you're doing this or you're doing whatever. And by God, in your teenagers and 20s, do a lot of crazy stuff um, because those are the years to kind of burn and do it. Just obviously do whatever that is safely. But if you're going to do something, it's, normally pretty low risk and you can burn it all to the ground for the most part and pick back up and it's like when you're 28, 29 and you're like, all right, cool. <laughs> Probably should figure out what I'm going to do because that didn't work. <laughs> and I had a few of those. Um, and so eventually you get to a point to where you understand what maturity is. And um, my definition of maturity is um, like the realization of what you shouldn't do or the realization of what you shouldn't say. It's not what you say or what you do. More times than not, it's what you don't do. And like when you don't open your mouth and when you don't do certain things. And so one of the things for me that was important to do was to start saying no. So that's kind of where I started it uh, about five or six years ago. And I know that because that's when, you know, my wife and I got married. (laughs) So... Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, but then as far as like, so, so kind of like expanding on this, like right now, like what are like, what are boundaries, Sam, that you kind of put on like your life that it's like, this is, this to me is sacred. And this is, this is like sacred ground to me. I'm like, normally no matter what, I'm going to say no in this situation. For me, it's it's usually Saturday and Sundays, and then it's usually nights, like after 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And really, it's mornings, too, from like when I wake up at 6, 6.30 to about 10 a.m. Um, that is a hard no for work time. And <clears throat> it's something that took me a while to get on board with, uh, with myself and accept that I can do the amount of work I need to do in those hours and I mm. can train my clients to work around those times. And you will be surprised how many of your clients will respect you if you give them boundaries. And I've found when I do that, that um, when I say no, it really kind of puts to test the um, the depth or the health of the relationships around me. And if 
someone texts me to do something or Instagram messages me, I get a lot of people who ask for my time, which I am vocal about saying, hey, if you need something, hit me up. I love talking to all of you out there and I love helping when I can, but I very much, if you've asked for my help, I respond to you and basically say, I will get to this when I can. Like, thank you for asking the question and I will get to this when I can. So the answer is, you know, if I need to think about it, you know, I need to think about it or, hey, I can, I can answer this question next week during kind of this time I leave for me to do emails and, and social media time that I schedule. But that no quickly defines, um, you know, who is really trying to learn something or form a healthy relationship with me or, and it filters out the people who are just looking for instant gratification or I don't want to say to use me because that's a, probably too strong and intended of a word, but the word no will really define relationships. And if I feel like I can't say no to people or things um, because I'm scared that people won't love me or treat me the same or value me, then really my life, I'm not in control of my life. My life is being controlled by everyone else and I'm allowing them to then dictate kind of how I feel and if I'm worthy of love or feeling like a a happy whole human. Mm -hmm. So by having those boundaries of, you know, evenings and mornings and essentially weekends to be for my, I'll say, closest relationships and to take care of myself to recharge so once again I can... Um, I'll say serve people the best I can, um, that requires me to use no. And it's and it's a great tester. Like you'll find that most people in your life um are trying to just uh, I hate the word use you. That sounds so intentional and harsh, but I'm trying to think of another alternative. They I don't think people are trying to use you. They just they need to know your boundaries. That's really kind of it. Like you can't really blame someone for asking you for things if you keep saying yes. If you mm-hmm. keep engaging instead of managing a relationship by drawing boundaries and saying the word no or yes, um, you can't really get upset. And that's where I see a lot of people, they get bitter at people or even their close relationships because they're unwilling to say, hey, I can help you with this, but I can't help you with that. I can help you do this or I I can't help you do that. And that's for me, you know, the sacred things for me are are my pers it's my personal time with my wife, it's my personal time with myself. Um and then some of the few relationships um that I have the bandwidth to then invest into that I feel like are around people who can um also help and encourage me. So that's some of the sacred things, you know. Um I enjoy also saying no to projects, certain projects that are not for mm. me. Um, that circle like back. jazz, yeah, like jazz, like send it on over, right? Sacred for me and freeing. The word no is freeing within that of saying no. I I I can't do that, or no. There's someone else that's a better fit for that, and then that frees me up to take on the things I really want to say yes to, which you know is really. I think that concept, that concept, no and yes, what a concept that I created. 
I think the idea of, of having strong boundaries of what you say yes to and what you say no to actually creates a better economy within the music industry because then you have people staying in their lane. Instead of a lot of people trying to just be jack of all trades, you're willing to say, yes, I'm good at this and I'm not good at that. And you should give that to somebody else. Because when you have all these people that are kind of just like, sure, I'll do that. I'll mix, I'll master, I'll write, I'll do this, I'll do that. When things just come up, it kind of takes away a little bit from you know, the people who really love those genres or that's their specialty. And I really believe that if people learned how to say no and trusted that there's actually enough work within the thing I like doing the most, um, you know, long term, that we would have even a better music industry. But, you know, that's kind of a different topic. So those are the things that are kind of sacred to me. Um, it's basically my time off. Like I, I need time to be away from the work so that my brain can refresh and think about the things uh, in a healthier manner. Also, it helps me not be mad at people. Like, if you do something 24-7, kind of like you're saying, Matt, like sometimes you get a little burnt out with church stuff or whatever, it's like the same with clients and work. Like, you can lose that love of mastering or you can mm-hmm. lose that love of completing albums when you're like, oh, shit, another DDP to make. No, you're making another DP because the album's done. You did a good job. Like it's done yeah. and it's coming out to public. Like you did something really good. But if you don't have good boundaries and you don't have the ability to say no to things, you're saying, you know, no, at, at 5 p.m., I cut off because I need to eat and then I need to hang out with my, you know, my wife or my partner or whoever. Um, you know, those things I think really add up into making you a happy whole human who then can do better work for your clients in theory. So those are the things that are really sacred to me. Um, And then I'll say one last thing, and then I think I'll probably hand it off to you and we can kind of, you can speak for a while unless you got another question for me. But my other final thing with the word no is kind of that it's, um, you can't agree with everyone on everything. And if you are a person that says yes to everything, you're basically someone, in my opinion, who has like kind of no ethical moral code. And we kind of live in a society right now where it's almost unpopular to have a stance on something. Like it's mm-hmm. very hard to say, no, I actually, I believe in this. Like, no, I, this is what my opinion is. And I found, you know, I used to be very, like a pacifist essentially where like I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, everything's good. Like everybody can have their own everything. And, and, you know, your truth is my, is your truth. And that's great. And I think there's, you know, it's a complicated topic, but I've found, you know, you have to land somewhere eventually if you want to have some sort of stability to start to then grow as a human, you've got to land somewhere knowing that you can also change that opinion, thought, or value, but you have to be able to say no to some things at some point in your life. And I see a lot of people out there within the music industry who have no standards, like they have no rate standard, they have no boundaries, they have no opinion on the music industry, they have no opinion on anything. And when you've taken a stance that you have no opinion on anything, it's very disorienting and you're not very stable to even do the work to learn maybe the I'll say more wise opinion on something. So that would be the the kind of the last thing of like, for me, no is incredibly a sacred word because it's helped guide me as a human. 
Um, and it's kind of become like this moral compass for me of being able to say no and having that strength to say no. So that is my view of no. What's sacred to you, Matt? Yeah, with me, <clears throat> well, jazz. <laughs> I don't know why I like jazz. It just kind of like makes your ears tingle. Like you ever go to a symphony or something like that and like your ears like... Like wow, my ears are like really happy. Like stuff's like tingling yes. up there. It's kind of weird. I don't. I can't explain it. But every time I've been, I'm like, man, this is really nice. That's like what any what jazz is for me anytime. And I don't know. I just always like it. It's like also something that's like I know I could never be that good at something like that. Like as far as like music music is concerned, and like playing music and doing that. And it's just like also like the improv that's involved in it. I don't know why. I've always found it kind of interesting. I also have like this weird thing where like my favorite jazz music is like at 2 a.m. you've had like, I don't know, like a like a few scotches mm. and you you know, you've been like sitting down all night. You haven't broken the seal. So like you're not standing up <laughs> and like figuring out like how much you've actually had to drink. And you're just kind of like hanging out and like the music that's going on in the background. This could just be like me like in the whole like cigar store for a while. And uh yeah, like dark, smoky atmosphere, alcohol, jazz music, 2 a.m. Like it should, be, everything should be shutting down, but everyone's having a good time, so it's not. But it's like super, like mellow music because everyone's kind of getting tired. It's like that's the kind of thing that I like. And I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not saying like getting drunk, going hanging out at a bar or anything. It's just like that's like, like you got like a cigar and all that stuff. And I don't know, whatever. So that's like, I don't like that. It's like, but it's like you got the slow, like kind of like like really, really late night jazz music. So that's me <laughs> in a nutshell. Um, so let's see. What do I hold sacred? Oh, you want to know a genre I don't work on. It's a genre that I say no to. I don't do heavy metal or like screamo or all that stuff. I don't mind like punk. I don't mind like rock and stuff like that. I, I like all that stuff. Um, it's because every day is about a 13-hour day for me. Um, I will caveat that with saying that I have, in, in 2021, I have enjoyed sleeping in a little more. <laughs> so it's it, every day may not be a 13-hour day. Um, I might roll in at 6 or 6.30 as opposed to 5.30. <clears throat> um, but And then it's like I go home and I go and I be a dad and then a husband, and I try to not suck at that. And, uh, but after I'm done with the, the mastering session in the morning, I will, uh, I have another business that I run and I run the operations and I do marketing and stuff like that. And, uh, what else do I do? A lot of like finance stuff and a handful of meetings. And, uh, if I have like metal and screamo and all that stuff, I don't, I like, I don't know what the genre, like hardcore or something. Um, I turn into an asshole. <laughs> and if, like, music's a super powerful thing. And it's just like, I just can't afford to, like, take that out on people who work for the other business. It's like, it's not fair to them. <laughs> they know what the hell I've been doing from 5.30 or 6 in the morning until, like, whenever they roll in. And it's like, they need to be able to have a productive day. I need to have a productive day. <clears throat> so that's just been a genre that, like, I can't... uh I just have to say no to. Um, so it's okay to say no to certain types of music. I also normally... One second. <clears throat> I also normally don't do 
like a lot of like hip hop or rap or any of that stuff or trap. If I do get it and like the budget's there for me to uh, send it over to Sam, I normally will. Sam loves that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, in all honesty, like the better fit for it. And uh, yeah, normally I'll try to like hand it off to someone that like that song is going to be cared for and taken care of. And I don't think that I'm the right fit for that. Um, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I know that Sam like lives in it. It's like, I'll go over to China for my other job and I'll like tell Sam, I was like, yo, send me over like eight or nine like rap playlists. <laughs> and it's like, I want to just like try this again. I just want to dive in. Cause like I'm like going between like certain places in China and I could be in the, like the van for like three hours at a stint. And like, let me just kind of like, you know, like, I don't know, like soak up all of this stuff that like you kind of grew up on and that you really like and appreciate. And I like get halfway through a place and I'm like, yeah, I can't. So, <laughs> but thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so, I know. So it's like, I, I always like try to, to get back into stuff. So, but that's why like people like Sam who has a heart for that type of music, that's why like y'all do what y'all do. Um, things that I say no to definitely, um, definitely weekends. Um, I have had one time that I folded and I don't know why. I don't know. It was kind of like a weird kind of like intimidation <laughs> kind of thing. I was like, all right, fuck, fine. Here's your DDP. Damn. But it's like something that they like approved really, really late Friday night. And I didn't even get the email for. And then like they were emailing me all Saturday. I didn't see it. Cause I'm not looking at my email. And then like, I get a phone call and it's just like, Hey, did you get the email? I was like, when'd you send it? Oh, it was like uh, like two or four, uh, like uh, like this past morning. I was like, no, I didn't see it. I don't check my email on the weekend. Oh, well, we're all ready for the DDP, and we're uh, kind of tight on schedule and all this stuff. And and it was like, it, it, I was like, no, I don't, I don't do this. And then it got really weird, and I was like, shit, man, fine. I was like, you pay me right now, <laughs> and I'll get the whole thing to you right now. But I know some people. They're like, yeah, I will go and do anything for the client. I'll be anywhere, anything. It's like, listen, man, I've been that person. I like running my own businesses and stuff like that. Customer's always right. That all happy bullshit. Customer's not always right. And you need to (laughs) set boundaries. You need to be like a legit and happy person in what you're doing and be like, no, you'll get this thing on Monday. If I have time Sunday night when I'm getting all my stuff together for Monday morning because I don't want to come into like 80 spam emails and I want to figure out what my schedule looks like, yeah, we might talk then, but... This is my schedule. You you didn't approve it till two in the morning. You've had it for a week. This isn't my fault. So that's just kind of that's just kind of how the how the thing goes. So in the future, I have been like, if if any of that has happened, I've been like, yeah, I mean, tough break. <laughs> if you know how to make a DDP, you can do it. But uh, if not, I will uh, see you first thing of Monday, maybe Sunday night, if I have the time. Um, and it's not being a jerk. It's just you need to set boundaries for yourself and. Like what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. Um, let's see. It got nine minutes. Are you all done with what you got to say, Sam? Yeah, I think I'm good. Something else. Um, this is like really, really, really important. Is sometimes you're in relationships, whether that's a friendship, whether that is a relationship, whether that is, you know, whatever it is, that is insanely toxic. And if you have like bad friends, bad people in your life, and it's like, I keep on like hearing this quote that it's like, you are the like five closest people to you. 
that is who you are. And I've kind of like absorbed that and been like, man, who are like the five closest people to me? And uh, I want to make sure they're good people. And I want to make sure that they take care of themselves and they take care of their minds and they like, I don't know, treat everyone else around them well. Because I don't want to take on some baggage that I didn't even know I was taking on because like humans are kind of like chameleon like mm-hmm. and they kind of adapt to situations unless you're just like super super secure and super set in your ways and stuff like that about like yeah this is who I am this is what I'm going to do and x y and z so if if you're not that which it's like I'm trying to be more like that without trying to be a jerk um you may need to reexamine some uh, pretty weird relationships that may be toxic. And so some of the best ways to do that is really just to like say no. No actually unlocks a lot more do- doors than yes does. And like by getting some toxic people out of your life, you could like be allowing the space for you to just kind of like recover mentally from whatever that was and let good people and like good things into your life. And so like I said, it's like if someone wants to hang out be like no, I'm busy. No, this is good. It's like, you don't even have to like address like, I think you're a terrible person. You don't even have to do that. You just say, no, not available. Tough. Or you can just man up and just be like, no, I, 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 I'm kind of cutting this off. Um, so we've kind of we've kind of went through that whole gambit. The, a few more things. Um, I think it's good to say no to projects that aren't a good fit. It's like if the mix is bad, if it sucks, if it's like no one's really, it's like, and you're like, yo, the stereo width on this thing is completely jacked. Like you have your, like, do you have your monitors at like nine and three or like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like 10 and two. It's like you're driving. I, I as like, did you mix this in a car? Like, you're not saying that, but like, you like, y'all know what I'm talking about. If you're mastering stuff and you get something that's like stereo wise is all weird. Being like, hey, I need some stuff fixed because no person in their right mind would actually make music that sounds like this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, then it's like it was a bad session and no one's willing to fix anything or do whatever because they're so far down the line or they're like, oh, we're out of revisions. It's like, well, that's horse crap because this still sounds bad. Then it's like you just got to call a spade a spade. And you're like, hey, man, this is not a good fit. And I, and I Or if nothing else, I don't, I don't think I'm the right person for this project. Um, or I don't, I, I, I don't know. It's like, you, like, you, you know, when you need to say no mm-hmm. and you know, when you're working on something and you're like, man, I should have said no to this. <laughs> Is there still time? Um, there's always time. Um, but don't waste people's time making your decision. Mm-hmm. That's important too. So be respectful of their time. Um, so with all that said, we have five minutes. This is probably the most important part about saying no. And this is kind of respecting the person and and or thing you're saying no to. Um, you don't have to do this. But it's kind of something that I live by. I like say this in my company all the time. And But I try to not create a problem for someone or something without offering some type of solution. Um, to that problem I'm creating. So they don't have to take my advice. If they have a completely bad session, I can offer like a handful of other mix engineers or mastering engineers. They might not be my friends and people I don't like, 
<laughs> who are getting all these really bad masters or something. But it's like at least I'm giving this person like an option. And it's like, listen, it's not for me, but I have like a handful of people who do like this genre. This is like if it's a good mix, but um, who would be a, like a way better fit. Or I don't know. But don't create that problem with a no uh, without offering some type of solution on your end. Kind of like do your due diligence, kind of help it out. This is if it's not like super toxic and you just kind of need to create bandwidth. That's my little personal thing I live by. You don't have to do that, but that's just uh, that's just me. Sam, you got anything else? No, I'm good. Okay. So I'm reading your text that says you have to be done by five. It's <laughs> great. Okay, cool. We're right on track. Yeah, I know. You sent it when I was like talking, and I was like, I can't read and talk at the same time. Oh, yeah. up, I'll end up talking what you were saying. I'll end up like reading what you were saying, but it'll be verbal. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, cool. So, anywho, I am sure. No, no, no. I am certain <laughs> there is a sweet beat queuing up um, from the background of this podcast, curated by the one and only Sam Moses. Woo! If you like that, you can find that and potentially 93 or 94 more over at BeesBeats.com. Thank you, Sam, for making your awesome beats. You are um, so If welcome. you need a mastering engineer, Sam can be found at Moses Mastering. Uh, pretty responsive on Instagram. He's also got a website, just MosesMastering.com. I can be found at For The Record Mastering. And the same thing as an Instagram handle relatively responsive. Well, um, <laughs> you know, you're kind of like busy, a little, little bit busy, so. But, like we said, if, uh, we'll normally let you know if we see something and that we'll get back to you, you know, as, as soon as we can. Um, so yeah, as we said in the beginning, if you liked what we said, if you can leave us a comment, a like, some stars, whatever you got. Um, but most importantly, if you can please just share with a friend, that would be great. Don't like this is like the the like the episode that you would like passive aggressively share with a friend. <laughs> so don't do that. But you, you know you know you know what I say. What I'm saying. So anyway, uh, I think that's all I got. I'm seeing staring at like all these bricks of me talking. <laughs> um, anyway, morning, afternoon, evening, whatever y'all are having, have a darn good one. Sam, Matt, cue up the music. Cue it. See y'all later. <laughs>